0: welcome to the high school backups podcast uh normally i well it's episode 45 and normally that would be a funny joke um however this is not a start as to which i am going to bring a ton of energy or going to bring a ton of happiness and whatnot that i normally feel like i i would um so i'll just get right into it last night we saw one of the scariest things we have ever seen in our sports history our 25 maximum years of sports history that we've been watching there have been many scary moments for many players broken limbs and concussions just as recently as this year uh, and things that we never ever thought or wanted to see on such a large scale Uh, and unfortunately not only did we see one of those last night we saw what by far was the most scary and the most terrifying version of that that we've seen in a very long time the closest I can date back something similar is when Ryan Shazier took that massive hit and was down on the ground. The major difference here is that our friend Damar Amlin could not move. He could not give a thumbs up. He could not give us anything. Last night we saw a man that we have, I, all of us as Patriots fan and a Giants fan, we, we don't know DeMar Hamlin. We do now. We know his charitable contributions. We know the time he's put into anything and everything outside of himself. We know the time he's put towards his community that he came from. And we know the time he's put towards his teammate and the people he loves. That includes his family, that includes his friends, and that includes the team that he plays for and the people he plays with. And that doesn't just include the Bills. We all saw a a, a man who's our age. We are all roughly around the age of 24. And we saw this man take a hit, a standard hit. That we now know is in just the wrong millisecond, which placed him on the ground and in the hospital. This is not something that anyone, none of us, none of the people been doing this for five years, 10 years, 50 years, will ever, ever want to talk about and wish they never had to. We do this podcast for fun. And we do it because we love what we do. We love talking sports. We love being together and having discussions, having arguments. But in this moment and last night, we must take a minute to show respect for a man who verbally put his life on the line for something he loves to do. Something that previously had been said as a a gimmick, a sentence, just to show that you, you did whatever it took. And he quite literally is still fighting for his life. All of our prayers go out to him, his family, the Bills organization, as we hope nothing but the best for this young man. We want him to come back stronger than ever and be able to live his dream out longer than it ever could have been because that was taken away from him. We just hope that he comes out of this on the other side as good as he possibly can and can be with his family once more. At the very least, has a chance to live out the rest of his life as someone who took and went down for something he loves. So we're going to take a few seconds here few seconds of silence just as a head bow to a player that we may not have known previous to sunday night other than as a player for rival, we now know is a man of a man of culture a man of love a man of family and a man of giving that we want to show respect to gonna right, take a moment Okay, so we are going to do our best to have our podcast. Um, This isn't anything to us other than we still want to provide content and we still want to be a part of the sports world for the next hour or so. However, that does not take away from the significance in our lives or anyone else's for that matter of what happened last night i will also mention while this young man is fighting for his life there's also a very large extreme sports figure that did lose his life yesterday ken block did pass away yesterday in a snowmobile accident um Of course, I do understand why it is not being as publicly talked about. Not only is he older, not only is he in a much more televised part of what is going on. However, in my life, as someone who watched Nitro Circus, as someone who loved X Games and these extreme sports and rally racing, uh, Ken Block was a piece of that. Uh, And so I think it's, it's equally as important that we... We recognize his importance in the sports world um, as well so like I said we are going to do our best to go on this podcast we appreciate you all for taking the time to listen this is not something we will forget and we hope that the NFL continues to learn from things like this as much as this isn't something they could have stopped their priorities this year have seemed and hopefully we'll continue to shift in the right direction in terms of player safety and ensuring that things like the NFLPA are continuing to keep the players first. Because in one moment, it can all be over. Okay, so it's never easy to move on from something like that. However, we would like to move on to the, to kind of what else is going on this week. Um, it, <laughs> we're We're going we're gonna to talk about a little bit else in the sports world. So we're going to leave football. We're going to let the NFL figure out what they're going to do. It's not our decision. We have no opinion. All we hope is that this young man who we literally saw the most scary event that could ever happen in front of our eyes happen. We're just gonna hope that he comes out. So let's talk a little bit about um, college football. So over the weekend, we had The first rounds, the semifinals, however you want to call it, of the college football playoffs, it was by far, I guess in some ways, one of the most entertaining college football games of all time. Um, Both were great, but I know Jake has plenty of opinions on this, the Ohio State-Georgia game. Was extremely fun. Um, I watched the highlights of it. We were at a New Year's Eve party. Me, Kyle, Steve, um, and we saw. We were kind of keeping track of it, seeing what was happening, um, and it was very interesting as we saw the clock hit midnight in the magic world of sports. <laughs> to watch Ohio State's dreams get flushed down the toilet. So as much as that hurt myself Roll Dogs. Yeah. Um Roll Frogs. As I am an Ohio State fan, I, I made a vow last week that my most ideal final ideal final would be TCU and Ohio State and I wouldn't care who won. And once I saw TCU win, I was like, Holy cow. There's a chance. And then Ohio State was up by six with two and a half minutes left. And I'm like, Holy cow there's a chance (laughs) and then Ohio State is down by one with 56 seconds left and I'm like holy cow there's a chance (laughs) I'm like Ohio State is on the 40 yard line with three seconds left and a pretty good kicker holy shit there's a chance (laughs) and I watch it miss it
1: (laughs) yeah they should have done the controls
0: for uh, Madden I, I look at the <laughs> clock, I saw yeah. it turn midnight, I look at my phone, I see his foot turn right, and no, I did not mean for it to rhyme, but I was not having a good time. I was, I was loving it. And that was the, uh, the New Year's Eve into New Year's night that I did not enjoy. <sighs> However, I'm still excited for TCU to go and smoke I the stole. dog's uh they're going to literally put out their spikers and poke them as the horned frog <laughs> and it's going to be fantastic they're going to go to bite them and they're going to catch a spike to the fan uh, oh man
2: i will say <laughs> that uh, the the outcome that i wanted to happen did happen um so i'm very excited for the matchup i was dreaming for uh that i talked about uh before um to actually happen as much as i am a georgia fan and have been honestly if tcu does win i won't be that devastated that's a cinderella story if i've ever seen one like that is is textbook as it comes Mm -hmm. so you know whatever the outcome like it was for nick if it was ohio state tcu for me whatever the outcome i'm just i'm gonna enjoy the game that's that's definitely where it would be for me watching it
3: i mean personally i kind of like the idea that i know i feel like i don't watch a lot of college football And definitely I see a lot of Ohio State or Alabama or Clemson kind of taking over. But no, what do we have coming up? We have frogs coming in (laughs) and taking the lead by storm. And this is the kind of random stuff that I love to see. Because I know I've I've heard complaints before that, depending on the program, that college football may always be the same few programs coming in here and there throughout the playoffs. But no, we have it's TC, right? Yeah, What's GCU. it? What is it? Yeah, the horn toads, horn frogs. frogs. horn
4: frogs,
5: yeah. They're, frogs. they're like call sign is the hypno toad from Futurama. Like they've made oh it purple my. and <laughs> it's so cool.
3: <laughs> Which is funny actually, because a fun fact: there were there are species of poison frogs that. uh that amazonian tribes thought were caught caused hallucinogens and visions and stuff as it turns out it was their body reacted to toxins and them luckily not dying fun fact but Mm -hmm. what's interesting is the fact that some of the most pound for pound venomous animals on the planet have to be tiny poison dart frogs and i think it's so funny that a team you don't expect to be so deadly has a, has their mascot be a horned frog, which makes me very happy to see.
4: Or him. the cane toad in Australia. Oh my god.
3: True. The
0: okay. Cane toads the just, toad's just toad's everything. Okay. Okay. So, and it kills okay. lots of dogs, shifting, by the way. Back lots to of sports. Dogs. Look, I gotta talk about this. <laughs> so where, there was two targeting calls. I'm pretty yeah. sure one in each game. One yeah. each, yep. Yeah. And I did not see the TCU one, so I'd love if someone could shed light on that. However, I, I that. did see the one on one of the most explosive players on
5: Ohio State. Uh, The most explosive player in the country. (laughs) Mind about who you're talking about.
0: (laughs) I saw him get absolutely plastered. And in the light of everything going on, obviously, not even relevant to just last night, this whole season, how could you not call that helmet-to-helmet contact targeting?
1: I, don't I didn't see – I didn't see So Georgia from one. It depends oh, – uh, Andrew, go I ahead. I would say Georgia one depended on the angle you saw it at. From the angle where uh, the receiver caught the ball and the player from Georgia coming in and making the hit, it looked helmet to helmet. But when you look from the backside of the end zone, it clearly shows a shoulder-to-shoulder contact. There was no lowering of the crown. There was, like, no – it was, like, a very smidge, like, if it was, it was so close to it not being one. And I think they leaned more towards it because replay showed it being from that angle that it really wasn't. But it was a hard hit, and it was clean enough for them to not call targeting from what they saw.
5: All I really know about the Ohio State-Georgia one is that it knocked Marvin Harrison Jr. out of the game. And honestly, that was probably the turning point in the game because Marvin Harrison Jr. is quite literally the best receiver in the country, and he is constantly having five yards of separation. And I believe that Georgia outscored Ohio State like by at least 14 points from that moment on. And that's a big turning point in the game, never mind a missed kick. But like that's just absolutely asinine. Nick, to the one in the TCU-Michigan game, I think it makes less of a difference. Michigan was already down. It was the last play of the game. Or one of the last plays in the game. And TCU's defender a 100% helmet-to-helmet hit. It was a turnover on downs. Michigan was at their own 25-30, like, somewhere in there. And they would have needed a Hail Mary of 70-plus yards to win the game. So it makes less of a difference, but still should have been called. To address this TCU-Michigan game, not to take away from anything TCU did, they went in and they absolutely shocked the country, put put Michigan humbled Michigan straight up humbled them Max Duggan is a dog uh TCU's backup running back who was in I forget his name had over 100 yards rushing on a Michigan defense that had been very stout all year long um there was a stat Michigan had been allowing 5.7 points per game in the second half and I think TCU put up like 30 something absolutely ridiculous uh great for TCU absolutely loved it for him Really hope they win the national title just because I think that would be absolutely awesome. Um, Michigan disappointed me. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. They came out and looked like absolute dog shit. And maybe that's more on TCU playing fast and playing really good defense. But J.J. McCarthy, at least one of the turnovers is absolutely inexcusable. Just threw it right at the defender. The other one was a nice tip ball drill. Great execution by TCU's defense. I'm very, very excited to see how the TCU-Georgia game comes out because I think TCU has taken on this approach of them versus the world. And I'm very, very excited for the national championship game. But to shed light more on the TCU targeting, Nick, it was essentially end of the game, didn't really matter. The Ohio State one that wasn't called definitely mattered more. It was a bigger miss call.
2: I I just looked at that video Because I I hadn't seen that one before. Because as Nick said, we were at a New Year's Eve party. So I didn't even really see much of that game at all. That was probably one of the brutalest non-calls. Like, from what Andrew said, I can understand what he was saying. Because when you really slow it down, it does look shoulder to shoulder mostly. But in the moment, you look at that play. I I don't know if you guys saw my facial reaction, but I was like... I was taken aback by how hard of a hit that was Yeah. like that was
1: that it was intense it was just play, it was just are like what the heck type call at the moment but when you <sighs> slow it down and you have to narrow it down to the yeah. slightest bit it's so hard to like see it in slow motion and just be like it's really not there and like i understand officiating crews at that point were probably like we see it on the replay but it's like we can't like do this to a team at the same time mm. and it's just like it's one of those types of calls where it's like do we call it or do we not because there's going to be backlash no matter what and and on both sides of the ball yeah
3: I know, and i think refereeing really they have to be at the top of their game whenever it comes to this kind of stuff i know i, I heard
1: they took mm. a while i think on that play they really mm-hmm. took a while to like Review it because they wanted to make sure it was the right call that they were going to make it, uh, Mm -hmm. not targeting because it was very close. Because in the heat of the moment, it was it looked it, but then when you slow it down and you look at all the angles, it they must have seen something where it wasn't.
0: You know, if that's in the NFL, that's an unnecessary roughness, right? Like, guaranteed, like, oh, 100 percent,
1: because they drove
0: him out the back of the end zone. Like, that's the issue I have with this. It wasn't like this was in the middle of the field. He no, was yeah. in the back of the end zone. Like, you had no reason to hit him this hard. Essentially in the white. So I I uh, don't love it for that reason alone. Um, however, it already happened. It is what it is. I'm not even saying as an Ohio State fan as much as I am. Um, it just sucked. Like, watching oh, him drove into the ground. Like, yeah. wow. Um, but
1: that, that TCU-Michigan uh, one... He was already wrapped up on the wrapped up on the ground, and you had no no intentions to like dry your head into the back of him when he's already wrapped up and already going to be down.
5: Anybody got TCU Georgia predictions? That's the real question now.
1: <laughs> oh, give me TCU all the way. TCU. God, I'm a Bama fan. I want I want what? them to destroy Georgia.
4: <laughs> no shot. Jake, we have to go back <laughs> to the tape and see what we talked about in the uh, playoff preview that we did, like what, uh, almost oh, two months ago now? It's awful. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> no, uh, I, I do remember saying, I don't think I said TCU in the final, but I did say TCU, I think, is going to have a good shot at getting there. I th- um,
5: I think if you, they want. I think I had two out of the four schools right because i put usc i think you also might have had two of the four or you might have had three because i know
4: i said i wanted tcu and i think i said i i think i put them there mm-hmm. and i put i think michigan and i think i put the dogs because yeah. i didn't think the tennessee was really going to run the table so i might have gotten three i don't remember we have to go back and check the tape but if you want to go we see, we that all video course, see how bad see how bad he and i might have done in that it's on our youtube channel uh <laughs> go check it
1: out yeah
0: I actually wanted to bring this up um, a little bit more football related stuff. There is a whole different outcome, including between some of us in our friend group uh, that there's a lot of things that last night impacts beyond just what we've already talked about. Mm -hmm. Kyle was a shoo-in to win fantasy football. (laughs) However, (laughs) technically, as of right now, he lost. So we have no idea how ESPN and these other sites are going to so, react now I w- I, keep going I, I will just I, I just will, say, we'll respond in a second. I think fig- yeah. in my head if they're like it stands as it is, I'm assuming we just split whatever the pot was in half between Kyle and, and the other person that won because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it it like it could have gone either way. Um, I just looked
2: so oh he lost be, because of that I yeah. lost because they I essentially
0: lost because they oh. had to cancel the
2: game and rightfully so but what what I have seen and I a couple different of the three major apps ESPN sleeper and Yahoo have all done three different things The one that we use for ESPN basically said the week for right now is the championship week 17 is temporarily not over until we get more information so ESPN basically said the outcome is up in the air until we get more information sleeper did the complete opposite sleeper basically just said. The week is over. The week is over. We'll get more information when we get it. But in the meantime, the week is over. If you lost, you lost. Is how Sleeper handled it, and Yahoo's like, yeah, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, we're just somewhere in the middle. Is basically what Yahoo's doing. <laughs> but the the, the, way, the way I was looking at it is, to me, fantasy football just doesn't matter that much. Yeah. In in, re, in real hindsight, like it's something we do for fun. You know, w- w- whether or not we all decide what happens with it, I.
0: I, I just care. thought it was, I'll be honest. Uh, I agree. was one of the things that are impacted by this much larger, more important event. Um, and there's a lot of things. It's For definitely
2: it, something that is uh, interesting.
0: I definitely Gross. thought about today when I was kind of done filtering most of my emotions mm. about the fact that we have no idea what they're going to do. And the Patriots play the Bills next week. Right. Not only is there a huge, like, I hope to God they spend a half an hour with some sort of ceremony for this guy, regardless of what we find out next week, I also am like, ideally, I wanted the Bills to win last night. I wanted the Bills to win and the Chiefs to lose next week so that the Bills are first seed, so that the Patriots should have an easier game to get to the playoffs. That oh, was the, the Bills would scenario.
3: be yeah. The Bills would be with a win. Yeah, they would be the number one seed with a win and the Chiefs loss.
0: That was my ideal uh, scenario. Obviously, actually, no.
3: The with with a win, the Bills. If the Bills win last night, they just have to win against the Patriots, and that's it. Or the yeah. Chiefs lose. Well, yes. Oh, but
0: yeah, yeah. I wanted the Chiefs to lose on Saturday night. So mm-hmm. That the, they would just not play their starters. Yeah. So that was my ideal scenario. Now, as a a, a Patriots fan. I look at that game in a whole different light because to me, I don't care about it anymore. Mm. I really don't. If the I I don't care if they cancel it. I don't care. Like I I don't care. Like I I would rather them just give the Bills the win. Like to be completely frank, like I would rather them yeah. just the Patriots forfeit. Like I, to be honest, it's completely gone. So for me, I've lost all emotional attachment to the Patriots making the playoffs this year because of last night because yeah. i i don't care like, and uh, i won want...
2: that's essentially how i feel about fantasy football this year yeah. too like i was going into last night with so much joy and like i'm gonna watch this amazing game i'm gonna win fantasy football i like i do every single monday night placed a uh sports bu- uh draft kings bet And I was like, all is right in the world, and, you know, none of that just seems relevant. Like, it really matters in hindsight, you know? It's crazy. And I think... Go go for it, Austin, Uh, I think. Yeah. uh, Mm -hmm. Let
4: me just ask a question, um, Mm -hmm. and then Steve, go ahead. Do you guys think that they should... As of now, the NFL has said there's a couple things they may do. They may play the game like maybe even next week they're not sure they're probably not going to play it this week is what they've kind of said they've already said they weren't playing they did okay so last night i looked hadn't said whether or not they
2: were going to they said they They officially said they weren't okay
4: so they're not going to play it this week do you think they should play it uh next week uh at some other point um push the the whole which i don't even know if they could do this like push the um schedule back for the playoffs because I don't know if they can do mm-hmm. that because the Super Bowl and things like that. There's so many things they'd have to push around and it's almost not really they fair can. those people they can. It would just like oh, the they... Pro Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, okay, you could do that and stuff yeah. like that. But um if they switch the dates and things like that for the Super Bowl, it's like all the people that are trying to come there that have tickets, all the other things it's just a, you know it's a huge thing. Not that it necessarily shouldn't be. Should they just make it a draw between the two teams? Can I take this?
0: I, that's what I think I
4: is. think yeah. they should just yeah. make it a draw. I was gonna uh, say go for
5: it, thing. Jake. I was gonna say the yeah, same thing. I think they should just make it a tie. There's no reason to. There's no reason to play that game. I like. At this Other point, than money, is, at that point, right? But like in at the, this point in the grand scheme of things, that W and L just doesn't matter. Give them a tie. I agree. Be done with it, and like that game just does not matter. What happened in that the, game matters.
4: Yes. Right. Like my opinion is if they were even going to play it, they should have kept the Buffalo Bills in were they they were in Cincinnati, right? Yeah, they
3: were in Cincinnati. Yeah. Right.
4: So they should have just kept them there until you know. I'm not saying they should have played it today, but just in some idea, like keep them there for a little while, extra maybe a couple extra days to see if they could, maybe, maybe he, you know, like came through today and was very health like a lot healthier and was awake and able to be like, okay, good we're going forward. Where the players would feel like feel like they can now go out and play because their boy is doing better, their teammate, their brother. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys saw Ryan Clark talk about it last night, but anyways, that's my feeling is like if that kind of happened, then maybe they could go otherwise to me, just give me the draw and we're good.
3: The yeah. only problem with them spending the staying longer is um, one, it's lit, it is a big logistical uptaking just for the players to stay behind. You also have to remember that a lot of the times because of where it's, uh, they're in Cincinnati. Uh, they most likely drove all their equipment. So all of their equipment staff and a good number of their coaches probably traveled the same day. So it actually would, I think it honestly would be a logistical almost nightmare, basically, to keep everybody for that week. I honestly like the idea of a tie only because it respects both of the teams, whether it be for a, Just a morning period or really just a second for them to rest because of how highly emotional and honestly traumatic this experience because this is literally this is this is the same as you know one of us going through the situation in our group so i love the i personally like love the idea of a tie i think a tie still gives them playoff hopes for the number one seed you know, if you want to cover all of that. But also, it it respects the team's distance and time that they want to be able to, in a sense, recover and bounce back from a situation like this. Because I think it's way too much to really ask for the players to have to play for it again. And maybe giving them this week of rest may be a good idea. But... Yeah. You know, it's it's really in the NFL's hands at this point.
4: Right, I Is, think it's just, if you were, oh go ahead, Justin. I was gonna say, did DraftKings or any of the other betting companies yes. put anything out about it?
2: Yes, so what DraftKings did, and I'm not sure about the others, cause I don't do any of the others, but DraftKings fully refunded, they at least refunded my bet. I can't speak on behalf of other people's. Mine wasn't really monetarily large compared to what I know a lot of other people do. Um, I do it for fun, not for uh, a job essentially, like I know a lot of other people do. Um, So I know DraftKings refunded mine. I don't know about FanDuel. I don't know if DraftKings refunded everyone else's. There hasn't really been any other statement other than I saw it in my DraftKings um, account essentially this morning, not this morning, this afternoon. I would
0: assume so, Kyle. To be frank. I
2: um, I would too, but you know, it's a, it's I I don't know, 100. I I also would assume so as well, but
0: yes, you don't okay. know. Um, so we're going to move on from the world of football as a whole, and mm-hmm. we're going to, unless we hear about something in the next 30 ish minutes, we're going to talk about it again next week when hopefully we as well as the whole world has some more information mm-hmm. um, on every front so let's move over to something a little bit brighter that happened this weekend the winter classic happened in Fenway it's the first time they hosted since 2010 okay uh, can keep going kyle was doubting my knowledge i thought you were saying first time ever at fenway and i was like that's ah, not true it's but keep going the first time they hosted a winter classic since 2010 where... 2018 they hosted i don't think so or 2017 one of the I two i saw something about the game yeah they hosted at gillette oh. at one point i was talking but about fenway way. but it's fine oh okay uh, i thought you were I'm getting sidetracked. Keep and going. Not only did they host in Fenway twenty ten, but Charlie Coyle, the fellow Bostonian himself, was at that game, which they showed live on broadcast a picture of him with his friend at the twenty ten winter classic in a Bruins jersey. So which was is amazing I really wish he would have scored for his sake because that would have been awesome. However, the environment as we all know or I guess Jake doesn't. Uh, the weather was great. It was in the 40s, high 40s, low 50s. Uh, it was like kind of cloudy, so the ice stayed frozen. Uh, there was minimal issues compared to previous years. Uh, and it was a really good game. Um, and I would be saying that whether the Bruins lost in the end or not. Uh, the whole game was really good and really fun to watch. Um I have a um Please. a little rant to go on here.
2: Oh, boy. I, I love... I When it comes to the Winter Classic, it's one of my favorite things that I love looking forward to every single year. It's the game... It's one of the very few times uh, in sports where no matter who's playing, I will watch it. It's one of the best times for me. It's one of my favorite times of the year. And when, with the Winter Classic, to me... It's getting old, the same teams getting used. I like, I don't get me wrong, I thought the venue was amazing for Boston. I thought how Boston handled their like jerseys and uniforms and all of their PR that they did as an organization was miles better than what Pittsburgh did what the hell were those yellow helmets that the penguins were wearing those were (laughs) god awful they were atrocious the penguins jerseys it was atrocious I, i i'm excited for next year's winter classic because it will feature two teams who have never played in an outdoor game before uh the nhl announced yesterday that the seattle kraken will host the Winter Classic will be playing the Golden Knights.
0: Yes. So that's what I was hoping it for it. Will I did see that, but that, yes, that's what I was hoping for. When you it
2: is, that. and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. When it comes to the Winter Classic, I want to see more teams involved. I don't want to see the Bruins play anymore. I don't want to see the Penguins or the Blackhawks or the Capitals. Like, I want to see new teams. There's 32 teams in the NHL get more involved. And I know it, it gets a lot harder with teams that play in the South – it gets a lot harder to play in Tampa and Florida and Miami and oh, Dallas. and most
0: impossible.
2: Uh, Well, they played in Dallas. They played in L.A. before. It does. Send them north. They, what? Just send them north. That's what I was kind of right. thinking.
1: Just they send them north to play.
2: But there's right. not a,
1: the more north you
2: go, that. there are a lot harder venues that the NHL is looking
1: oh, for. Well, I mean, schedule them against oh. one of the teams from the north so that they can have that one oh, classic game. Yes. Games
0: yes, north. Kyle, yes Nick. Here's Ready. what they do. Every what? year hmm. they bring him to Michigan and they have him play on one of the Great Lakes. <laughs> oh, no, that's, dope, actually. that's actually kind Wouldn't of cool. That'd be kind of dope. It doesn't matter what teams. Every year they go to like Michigan and they play <laughs> on Lake gonna... Michigan, Lake Superior, Lake Erie, and, Erie and the other two.
2: Are uh, you going to build uh, stands that can hold 16,000 people on top of the ice too? Look
3: Now
0: we'll just give them ice, ice
2: <laughs>
3: staves and stuff and say good luck. No, Lake Erie, because it has a, a lake monster as well, I think that'll definitely add to the atmosphere. Uh,
0: point being, that would be dope. Uh, maybe now that I think about it, a little less likely than I hoped, but you know, uh, Mick, being, it would be cool.
2: Here's an idea. Instead of maybe playing on the lake, playing one of the most iconic sports venues that is in Michigan that also holds the record for the largest attendance of a Winter Classic game in NHL history, let them play in the big house it's iconic it seats over the white 100 house? yes play in the white house team they it holds over 100,000 people it has the record for the largest attendance of a hockey game ever of the winter classic ever it's in the north. Doesn't matter what teams essentially play there,
0: right? Like I know, obviously, Only like it's... What, one Michigan team, and it's Detroit. Like exactly, who cares no. about the Red Wings? Listen, <laughs> yeah, they Their
1: time has any, come and Any gone. Red Wings out, out there? We, we we don't acknowledge Kyle saying that. So <laughs> what? Trash. Listen, uh,
2: no, I'm just saying. Like I want more teams involved. Like there are teams that obviously are more north that they don't involve enough. They don't really – They Buffalo has played a couple, so I'm not really counting them, but Montreal's only has been it? in one. Toronto's Minnesota. only been in one. Minnesota was in a stadium series. They weren't in a Winter Classic, Dude. which the stadium series is pretty much the copycat of the Winter Classic. They just don't play on New Year's. So, But the Winter Classic gets more viewer, viewership because it's played on a larger uh, network. The Winter Classic's played on uh, – this well, year it was on TNT. Let's we'll see Minnesota get baseball. out
1: there. Minnesota so could good. host
2: it. The defending Stanley Cup champions could host it. Colorado, imagine right. and play. Imagine being played at Coors Field, or you could have at the Rangers play in State Central Park. In. It, like, imagine, well, that gets a little complicated because you can't really have sixteen thousand people watching. but like, <laughs> Are you Even sure? still, screw like... It. do it
0: in Michigan. Get hundred k. I think that's a good idea, Kyle. Do it in a neutral, <sighs> yeah. neutral place. I feel like they like to have think. a somewhat home ice, if you will. Like the Bruins were technically at home last night. By the way, they are 19-0 three at home. Uh, still oh, no uh, I was, I
2: was <laughs> watching. So when I tuned in to watch the Winter Classic, the announcer almost tried, or like tried jinxing them last night, uh yesterday, and I found it hilarious. It was talking about, like, oh, the Bruins are 18-0 and 0 at home ice, but this technically isn't home ice. So
0: will the Bruins still win? I on... did see that, and I was, I was laughing. that. And then I, kind I of, was... when they were down 1-0, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, they wouldn't technically lose at home. I'm like, yeah, I agree with them. <laughs> and then they won, and I'm like, yeah, 19-0-3 <laughs> at home.
4: Would this have been at home, though, if they did lose?
2: Yes. Technically it would yeah. have been uh, that. Uh, yes. All right. Guys, I have an idea. I want to propose something. Go ahead, Steve. I know you want to it's propose? I say yes. Yes. I say no.
3: Oh, I gotta <laughs> save up I for object. a ring first. Give me a second here. But I have I'm gonna propose an idea. Alright. So the winter classic, I am all for you know, out of the box ideas, new cool ideas, that kind of stuff. Hear me out, ready? You have the Winter Carnival, not in the United States, but in Mexico City. Yes. mean rewarding. Winter Classic? No, Let's winter Car- bring some Winter Classic down to Mexico. I think- go to the ice, because I guarantee you uh, people living in Mexico have not seen a frozen lake or anything at all. <laughs> I think it will bring the NHL down to Mexico. It will bring them a lot of branding, and also it would just be really fun. I'm just saying. I,
2: I was just going to say, would that actually even be plausible? <laughs> like, how, I, I how honestly don't. Mexico,
1: how cold does Mexico get in the winter?
2: doesn't matter.
5: Uh, like in the winter? Name, change to the winter
1: carnival. Look, <laughs> you know, all is is that, you look, all I'm saying is that the NHL also should go international. We bring they them over to have, Sweden. Well, I'm saying man. we have a winter classic outside in, in Sweden. Speaking that,
2: of international hockey. <laughs>
1: hold on, hold on. Get back that, to Steve's point.
2: All right. All
1: right. So, what? Another thing, too. So, thinking
3: about it, so one in Mexico City, I've seen it get to about thirty-two degrees, but it was so cold that people were Celsius collapsing Fahrenheit. from uh, uh, Fahrenheit because oh. we did the conversion. It was zero degrees. It was zero degrees Celsius. Uh, granted, that was groundbreaking, and uh, people <laughs> were collapsing in the streets from hypothermia. Oh so, God. I don't think it'll be that cold. But what I'm saying is, I think they just put a dome over uh, the giant soccer stadium there. They just pour out a bunch of ice, get a bunch of air, like air conditioners, and just freeze it. they
2: don't have a dome. That's why it's played
0: outdoors. Well, they can no,
3: have a dome. It's just going to take a ton of work.
0: No, but that's the point. <laughs> that ruins it. The that's whole the point way is that they play outside, Steve. That's what it says. Yes. All right, then the we're going to have well, uh, field hockey. On a lake. Last year, they played on a lake. Uh, two years ago. Two hmm. years ago, for COVID. That was yes. fun. Burn or they just fire. go to
3: Loch Ness and try to bring the Loch Ness monster into this. That would be pretty Okay, scary.
0: so it was very fun. Uh, Kyle, what did you, what'd you think of the game in general? It was a pretty good game. I mm-hmm. thought it was a very
2: good game. I did get kind of bored in the second period. That's just because mostly nothing happened in the second period. But overall, it was a very nice defensive game. Um, I do think... Both teams played really well. Uh both goalies played really well. I don't remember who ended up finishing the game for Pittsburgh. They uh, did have Smith. a it was the Smith they did
0: have to have a goalie change um for an injury. Yeah, Jari got hit in the neck and it yeah. like, like it was weird. He it was like, a weird neck uh
2: neck injury. They haven't really said what kind of injury, like fully is what it is now. Uh yeah, he was like
0: winded. He like couldn't yeah. get up. It was tough. It, it was it was hard. Like he was oh I think it wasn't like severe severe like we've seen recently but he was yeah, like awesome. not in great spirits like he kept looking at the bench and like the smith got ready and like was just waiting for in the first tv timeout uh yeah. he was on the ice um hey uh kyle what is all marks record this year it's um insane anyway moving
2: on <laughs> uh why does all vesna baby <laughs> it, no jake you're not even like that's not even a funny state like that is legit i know it's, it's really, not funny i'm it, saying it, it seriously it, if he Kyle. doesn't, if he doesn't win the Vesna, I riot. Like, that, like he—it's the pure definition of like oh the award. Do you know if he Omar went five
0: hundred the rest of the year? If Allmark, let's say he plays, he's played twenty-three games. If he goes, if he plays twenty more he, games, he, goes he plays half the season. He goes ten and ten. His record will be thirty-two and eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, by the way, Vesna worthy. Just yes. right there. If he goes five hundred, it's yes. just insane. He is a uh, and uh, Jim Montgomery said he's the reason the Bruins won that game because he kept them in it the whole game because yeah. they couldn't score until the third period. And if they were down, he said it should have been three zero at the end of the second. It should like, have. It should have been over, like essentially and those games are hard to come back from, even though the Birds have done it that season, by the way. Um, it, they're very hard to come back from. But he kept them at a 1-0 game, and it took one goal by Jake DeBrus that was kind of fluky, and then a second one that he just smoked. So that
2: Both goals by DeBrusk were kind of filthy. The Not second one lie. was
0: nicer, and it wasn't even him that was filthy. He just finished it
2: yeah oh but that finish was still filthy <laughs> yeah the <laughs> brusque yes. is so underrated man it's crazy how yeah he wanted to
0: leave and i'm glad he stayed so even though i was so underrated. He'd leave. Um, okay so we'll move on a little bit um we're gonna talk some nba news let's do it before we do okay, i do just have a quick there? hockey the world juniors is going on oh uh, mm-hmm. hey yes. who wants to guess okay so i know kyle probably knows this who wants to guess Connor Bedard, the best young player in the world right now, by the way. The best prospect since Austin Matthews. Yes. He has played three games. Does anyone want to guess how many points he has in three games? Is it 21? Well, wow. 15? Okay, 30. 21 kind of crazy, and so is 30. <laughs> Steve was the closest. He has 14 points in three <laughs> games. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry, Justin. You were also close. Uh, I said fifteen.
3: I, Read the transcript.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> fourteen points in three games, which essentially means that that team has at least scored an average of almost five goals a game. When he is on the ice, he is on the ice for roughly a third of the game. <laughs> so he they have been smoking insane. everyone. Uh, um
2: but the his overtime winner um, from yesterday was kind of hidden uh, because of obviously what happened um, but when I the overtime winner that he scored is one of the best goals I have ever seen in that tournament in the world Juniors tournament it's one of the best hockey goals I have ever seen just watching hockey like he skated around three people. And left the goalie just swimming there with nothing he could do. Like it was absolutely insane for that type of goal. And I'm so so the semifinals are starting tomorrow night and with Team USA playing Canada. And I am very excited to watch that game. I'm gonna find that stream somewhere, somehow. I will find it. And I (laughs) probably, yes, you were probably correct, just probably read (laughs) it. Um I'm very excited because I USA has also been pretty dominant in this tournament. Um, they beat Germany eleven to one uh, yesterday. Um, it, so they, they've been very hey, dominant Gavin as McKenna well. That's
0: gross. By the way, he's like fourteen years old. That's Dude, so disgusting. That's insane. And Conor Verdard um, is seventeen, and he's been gross oh. since he was fourteen. The U.S. have a prospect whose last name I think it's Gavin McKenna. I know his last yeah. name is McKenna. Mm. He is disgusting. Like he is. Not quite bedard at this point, but man, is he like close? Like he's right there. the US kid and he is gross. So it's, uh, it's a. Be... He
2: is right there. Um, the other kidding. game tomorrow is Czech Republic versus Sweden. Um, that will not be as exciting, uh, but it will still be exciting for um, the tournament. Um, and then it all comes down to who's getting relegated between Austria and Latvia. Uh, also if Latvia wins there's one more game to decide who's getting relegated Uh, so essentially how the world juniors works it's pretty much similar to how soccer works uh, where there's a top tier uh, there's a one tier and there's a 1b tier and then 2a 2b etc all the way down to uh, it's once like C one level C Um, so essentially if you are in the top tier um, you have to not Lose every game, essentially, and you will avoid relegation. Austria is on the verge of losing every game and being relegated. And I believe they will be replaced by... Not Switzerland. I don't remember who it was. Let me look that up really quick, who they will be replaced by. Uh, Because I saw it recently. It's It's a team I haven't seen in the tournament before. They will be replaced by...
0: I'm assuming the team
2: that won the 1B. 1B. Norway. Yes, they won the 1B and it was Norway. Really? The Vikings
4: haven't played hockey?
2: (laughs) (laughs) They haven't played in in this tournament before. So this will be exciting. Um, A team that just got promoted to the uh, 1B is Japan. Japan just got promoted to the 1B. They're getting better every year. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see them play. Uh, another team that just got um prom- that just got promoted to they got promoted to the one C is Italy, uh, and Italy is hosting the 2026 world uh, 2026 Olympics, uh, the Winter Olympics, which means they automatically get to have an ice hockey team. Um, so I- I'm hoping they don't get destroyed. Um, oh, you know, and- I get
0: destroyed, right?
2: Yes, I'm absolutely no, but I'm hoping for the best. I am hoping they don't get destroyed. Let me be hopeful, Nicholas. Let me me be hopeful. hopeful. Only his mother calls him Nicholas. It's Saint Nick to you. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, There were
0: days back in back when me and Kyle were boys, uh, we would play Japan versus United Kingdom on NHL. Uh, Yep. When uh, we
2: were boys, yeah, you're not anymore. Yeah, you
0: started. You started no longer children. We're men. Uh, if you guys know, yeah. <laughs> you started calling him we Nicholas. used to play that, and they out. were both 50 overalls. And I just remember, for whatever reason, I would always let him get the UK goalie, who was significantly better than the Japan goalie, and I was pissed every time. <laughs>
2: You didn't uh, let me happen. it. It's the luck of the draw. It's hitting yeah. the B button and letting it be randomized. You, Nick, ass. hold on. Let me
5: embarrass Kyle real quick. Uh, Kyle, oh, no. do you remember that one fraternity <laughs> event we had where I no. absolutely smoked your <laughs> ass? Because <laughs> I did. It was that bad. It was lost that bad. You lost for like no, Seven. No, 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 no.
2: No, that was not <laughs> I lost by, like, two. I wasn't that bad. Was it was like, that bad. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I, it was bad went... because I was talking a lot of shit, and I was like, oh, I'm going to absolutely smoke this kid, and then I... <laughs> was down like 5 nothing going into the last period. I yeah. had a small comeback but just fell short is basically uh, but what this, happened. But Justin, still.
5: this is true. I am undefeated playing anybody in our fraternity or this chat in NHL. And I will gladly yeah, uphold the now, title on
0: 23. For now, for now. Let's go. To oh, play, Jake, just I wait better. till we
3: play and you're only going to get penalties. I am
0: better than <laughs> Kyle and Evan. Oh, and I, I played let's Kyle challenge that, Nick. Let's I challenge played that. Nick, Nick. I've that. played it a hundred times, I will Play you in
5: NHL 23 whenever you are ready.
0: Okay, I'm ready right now. Let's uh, go! So, Let's go! Wait, well, I haven't played in a bit. Speaking of that, I'll <laughs> get on, on the hockey. Uh I actually played NHL 13 with my fiance's brother. I played mm-hmm. a few games. That game is so freaking clunky. <laughs> I could not I couldn't Deke i couldn't (laughs) cut
3: why is he playing nhl 13
5: because we're playing on the xbox 360. 360. big sad news my ncaa14 broke today i'm real mad about it no i got the ring of death boys
0: Uh, no uh, so so, yeah so anyways i played that and he beat me twice but he knew all the cheese and i didn't know the cheese (laughs) until halfway through the second game and so I almost, I went to overtime the second game. So. Uh, NHL 13, what a
2: throwback. Yeah, oh, I, I, I miss on the on I the do miss Zidane
0: O'Chara being bigger than anyone on the ice by like six feet. He so. still is, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Enjoy was... retirement, Big Z. Enjoy yes. retirement. So, you know what's funny?
3: If the chat really wants wanted it to, if we're able to, I would totally be down to do some sports game tournaments for
0: sure. Well, we totally. Uh, we have if to we... figure it out. Uh, I know it's possible, but we could have to figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. One note, as we move on to a quick note in baseball, uh, Rafael Devers and the Red Sox officially sign a whopping one-year, $17.5 million contract. It's to avoid arbitration, just like the Yankees did with Aaron Judge and as we know, he almost went to the Giants, so that doesn't scare me at all. At the very least, I am happy that Rafael Devers is here for a guaranteed one more year, which we already kind of knew, uh, but at least he'll be getting paid a little bit more fairly. So that's all I got to say, other than I hope to God they decide to keep him. Has anybody pay. actually
5: ever analyzed baseball's arbitration process? no i know i haven't (laughs) i have no interest in that the way it works is so interesting because you have rookies that are locked in essentially until like their eighth year of major league service no matter what they do with that arbitration that's so weird to me
4: yeah the nlb has a a very weird um service time
5: like i know all about it because i'm currently looking at all of it and it's just like absolutely asinine
0: Yes, there's a reason why I can never make it through a full MLB The Career playthrough because I can't even request a trade (laughs) until year eight. And I am not going to sit there and play 162 games for the Chicago White Sox for six years. (laughs) The White Sox are not that bad. They are dog shits. (laughs) It could be playing for the
2: Marlins, Okay.
0: Uh, yeah, I felt that pain, too. Uh, okay. So, our last major uh, sports thing we're going to talk about today is the few recent, I guess, breakout performances. I shouldn't say breakout. A few recent superstar performances from one person that we knew was a superstar and one who got traded for assets like he was a superstar. So... We have Luka Doncic with the first ever 60 points, 20 rebound, 10 assist game in the history of the NBA, which doesn't feel real because you would think at some point Kareem would have passed the ball 10 times, but no, or Wilt to that matter. No. So it, is, it was, as of last week, considered the fifth best team yeah, – yeah fifth best game of all time in the nba in the game score category which takes into account all pieces of their game uh as a rating uh and it was considered the fifth best game of all time Uh, michael jordan had uh, michael jordan and wilt had three of the top four above him and now as of last night something that happened with everything else that happened last night, Donovan Mitchell decides, "Let me drop 71 real quick." <laughs> uh, was it, it was a was it a 71 triple double? No, it's 71 no. and
5: 11 assists. 71, no. to
0: 11 assists. He accounted for this is the cool statistic with that. He accounted for the second most points, either scoring or assisting to the second most points in all time in one game they scored 154 points he scored or assisted over a hundred of them
1: That's that is just shot. insane oh my god is
0: he human <laughs> like what donovan mitchell is a top 15 nba player in the league right now mm-hmm. so he i think he played... has I think it's really funny that you said
5: that Donovan Mitchell was traded for assets like he was a superstar. The dude's been the best, sh- or the second best shooting guard in the NBA for like two or three seasons, right behind <laughs> Devin Booker. Like, he is a you superstar.
0: Don't a Clay. You have the Clay Thompson's right there too? No. Who also dropped. Well, he was also hurt last night, by the way. Clay. For the to- Dude.
5: Clay has been. Clay prior Clay to was 2020. Hurt. Yeah, was up there, maybe. But like. No, he's not Donovan Mitchell or Devin Booker.
0: I don't know if you it saw breaks it, my he, heart. he willed, absolutely willed Golden State to win that game last night against what considered the top three best team in the uh, West in the Trailblazers. He willed them to 54 points and almost a win against the Trailblazers.
2: Yeah. It really breaks my heart knowing Donovan Mitchell was so close to being a Nick really raised my heart yeah, that's that's so yeah him
4: and a lot of other free agents
2: yeah, yeah. him, KD, Kyrie <laughs> uh, I don't know if Zion Kyrie was really bad. Zion, dude that's Zion Zion <laughs> really hurts <laughs> Zion really hurts but I, I don't know close if Kyrie was close balls. but hey you know Knicks are doing fine he right? literally
4: wanted to play at MSG that's literally it yeah. Kyrie I
2: said that? Fun. I thought KD yeah. said that I
5: thought KD said that. No, Kyrie did at one point. KD had a shot good. at playing yeah. MSG and said no. I don't know what you want. I know. I know both I of them know. did. Now, now that I've cut off Nick sufficiently, please keep going. Um,
0: listen. Really, the only point I had to make is that we all know Donovan Mitchell is good. And like I said, a top 15 player in the league. Somewhere between 10 and 15. At points, plays higher than that. At points, plays lower than that. Uh, is for sure the best player on the Cleveland Cavaliers roster when he got traded. With Darius Garland,
4: good, he pushes for it. He does.
0: But he, there's a lot of good pieces around Donovan Mitchell. Darius Garland, at this point in his career, is not dropping 71
4: he can easily drop fifty, I think sixty. Hey,
0: I, I didn't um, say fifty or sixty, did I, I said, I'm just <laughs> saying that's
4: real close. I'm saying he can yeah. push for it.
0: Garland isn't Donovan Mitchell. Point being, sorry. Garland in <laughs> yeah, a couple of years will likely be in the fifteen to twenty best player competition or like uh, ranking, whatever. But right now, Donovan Mitchell is there.
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I think Darius Garland will be better than Donovan Mitchell because Donovan Mitchell is a big choker. He does not show up when you need him. I, I I'm sorry, he doesn't. Like, and most of the time he does not. He chokes in the playoffs. The Jazz could have, if he had been able to play like the superstar when they could have gone further than they did in the playoffs
0: a lot of time when they choked.
4: So, mm-hmm.
0: an important note from the other night is the Celtics, as the best team in the East, played the best team in the West in the Nuggets and kind of got exposed a little bit. Yeah. Um, the Celtics did not look like their best. However, because Jason Tatum was missing pretty much every shot. Um, I wouldn't know. say they got exposed. Yeah, but the Nuggets just
5: couldn't miss. Their true shooting percentage as a team in that game was like 65. Yeah, yeah. which is ridiculous. I, I, will I say agree. This the only way
4: it, the Celtics get beat tough. is when they they go cold. If they don't go cold, they do not get beaten. In, and I don't think a single game this year. Like, every, mm. I mean, the only one that maybe was like the gold they did not play well. It looked, again, like they were kind of afraid of them. Like, really you know they, they would say they're not, but they, sometimes it sometimes looks like they still have some of that shell shock from the state. Cause they mm. looked different in that game to me than other ones. But all the other ones, they literally just couldn't shoot against those teams, and they've lost in those games. Yeah.
0: That, that's a real Milwaukee looked good. They looked really good against Milwaukee. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not really... worried about them
4: for in a yeah. seven-game series. Like, you're, I don't think anybody mm. can beat them.
3: Yeah, I think that's kind of where, like, with the Celtics, where I mean, every single series that we that we played in the playoffs last year, we had a dud game, like. We've had, there are some series that we've had multiple dead games. So I think realistically, um, you know, we can take these losses with a grain of salt only because going into this, we know what to expect from their team, what we have to do to be prepared for it. And I think going into the playoffs, when that eventually comes, we'll be much more prepared. And again, yeah, these are seven game series. The Celtics show that they could, that they won back to back, seven game series against a very physical, um a very physical bucks team and then also you know an incredible miami team so i like even though these losses clearly show us, like yeah we can beat ourselves i think we can learn from our lessons and definitely pick things up when the playoffs come around because th- we did that last year and you know made our way to the final
4: I'm trying to think. I don't remember what it was. There was a game recently. Um, it was when they were going on that really bad stretch for a minute there. Like, what was it, like a week ago? Two weeks ago, I think it was, where they went, like, lost, like, three straight. And that was the first time they had done, so, I think, during the season. Anyways, um, there was, like, an eight-game stretch where they shot, like, an abysmal uh, uh, percentage from the field. It was something, like, under 40% across the whole field, the team, which was just terrible yeah. um, for an eight-game stretch. Yeah. And- I remember, I think it was the next game after that, they were still shooting bad. Um, I forget who it was against, but they stopped shooting the three. Like in those other games and throughout the whole season, when they're not going down, they just keep shooting the three. That yeah. game, um, they just kept, they, they actually switched it up. They started going for more point, uh, point paints. They started attacking more, driving, getting fouls, and they got, that got them through the game. They won that one. Um, that's one thing that I want to see them do more of where when stuff isn't going right, can Joe Mazzulla, um, like switch it up with them? Can he get them to change the script? I know they want to shoot threes. They want to get out in transition, but sometimes that's not going to happen against certain teams that know that are well, like Golden State. Golden State wants to slow them down. Play Golden State wants to play the half-court offense because they have a better half-court offense than the Celtics. it's so like still have a good one, especially when um, uh, Robert Williams is in there because of the lob threats. Like that. I mean, that's huge potato. Whenever he's in there, you, they can't help off on Tatum. They can't help off on JB if they get into the lane because the lob threat's there. And anything you put around the basket's pretty much guaranteed to go in with him. So, mm-hmm. um, and then even if they don't throw the lob, also there's the rebound per- potential there because they have to box. They usually forget to box him out, so you have that as well. Um, but I want to see JB still concerns me like in the playoffs when it comes to turnovers because he doesn't have a great handle. It's a little better than last year's. But he's very prone um, to dribbling too high um, with the ball at times um, or just losing his handle because he just doesn't have that, like, super-controlled, quick handle like Kyrie or Curry or others do in the lane where you just can't touch that ball. It's, like, glued to their hand. He doesn't have that. He tends to turn it over when he drives into the lane and you have good defensive teams like Miami. Um, we've seen that in the bubble. We've seen that in years – even last year. Um so I want to see them clean that up where they're not turning the ball over six times in a row like we've seen them do at times. They've still done that a little bit. They've cleaned it up and been better, and a big help with that has been Malcolm Brogdon because yeah. he has that kind of, like, shifty handle where you don't – I don't even know fully how to, like, describe it, but he's not – I feel like he always knows what he wants to do with the ball even if the defense changes. JB doesn't do that. When he drives, he just wants to get to the cup. Hopefully he's hoping that the um, – uh, the near defender in that corner um, is going to close on him so that he can cast the corner, because if that doesn't happen, you'll see him, he'll jump up and be like this and turn to the corner, and that defender didn't help off, and now he has nowhere to go with it, and that's
5: usually when he loses the ball, so. Now that we've yeah. sufficiently cut Nick off... <laughs> I was yeah, going to
0: I'm going to do one last piece for the Celtics. Um, even with all that, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are currently, last I knew, up... Of when you combine their points per game, it is the highest of all time. Mm-hmm. And they combine points per game by two people ever by three points. Last I knew they were averaging about 38 or 39 points per game. Um, I could probably quickly uh, double check that. But that alone to me is one of the most impressive it's stats. It's got to be higher that. than that. Well, Jason Tatum is because Jason's at 30, right? He's at 30.
4: And JB's and at 26, I think, Jayler or 24.
0: At, is at 27. 27. So okay. Currently, just over 57 points per yep. game. The record behind that is 54.9 or something like that. So they're currently about two to three points ahead of the record in terms of points per game combined if ever, um, which is just absurd. That's awesome. so Who's second place? Mm-hmm. Uh, Is it Kobe I and Shaq? It, uh, one second. I can easily look this up. I don't I, think it's Pippen and Jordan. I think I it's think Kobe and Shaq.
4: Mm. I don't think who else could do that.
5: Um, could have been Nash and Dirk, too. No. Could have been, but
4: I don't think so. No. no the two most dominant duos so far have been, like, uh, really the most dominant up until... I, I, I can't they, say that JB and them have been as dominant. But I don't yeah, think it was Kobe and, and no.
5: That one year they won on the championship run was pretty close.
4: Yeah, but 80 yeah. was hurt for that too until like before the bubbles. I don't know if he was
5: scoring as much. That's right.
0: Okay. The one I'm seeing is actually a little higher than I thought, and it's old. The highest one on this list, this isn't the one I remember seeing, but it's higher than I thought. Uh, okay. Okay. 2002-2003, the Lakers, yep. 57.5 points from Kobe and Shaq. It's yep. Yep. higher than I thought, but the Celtics are still above that at this point by a little bit.
5: That's nuts.
0: Well, that's still pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so does anyone else have anything else they wanted to talk about today um, related to basketball or really anything else? Andrew?
1: I, I do indeed. Um, so Cristiano Ronaldo, superstar, uh, soccer player, mm-hmm. um, signed a deal with a Saudi Arabian club for an annual payment of about $200 million per year. Um, <laughs> and it's a two and a half year long contract. <coughs> um, he is now one of the highest paid athletes in the world. Um, uh, breaking down that that so in one year he'll make 200 million in a month he can make 16.6 million oh and one day it's five hundred and forty eight thousand. every minute it's 380 in one second it's six dollars and 34 cents <sighs> yeah so oh so my that is god a huge contract for him but the only reason why saudi arabia um did it um a lot of it also is including like commercials and other advertisements selling and everything else amongst that 200 million um but it mainly is so that saudi arabia can get their uh bid for the 2030 world cup even Mm -hmm. though you know ronaldo is probably going to be your biggest superstar um and then other news about that saudi arabian club the guy that was wearing number seven um on this al nasir club uh didn't want to give up his number to Ronaldo so Ronaldo's key logo and his key name for his selling brand is cr7 and seven has always been his number throughout his whole entire career um just about he didn't want to give it up so the club released that player uh yeah, did <laughs> a man's career quite literally yeah um Savage so that Absolutely that's it huge thing um uh, ronaldo had also received a lot more offers besides the saudi arabian club he was close to moving to um the united states to um sporting kansas city uh where he would have been playing in kansas city nice. and would have brought a lot more attention to the united states um but needless to say he uh accepted the deal to um the saudi arabian club because supposedly in a conference he said I had accepted this bid, and I made a promise I was going to go to them, and then all these other clubs started showing up on my front doorstep, and it's just like, well, you had the opportunity to still. Um, I've also heard in news that this deal that he signed with the Saudi Arabian Club, if Newcastle United, who plays in the English Premier League, who is currently sitting at second, is qualifying for the Champions League for all of Europe, um, is qualified for it, Ronaldo could go on loan to Newcastle United and be playing there and playing back in Europe, um, which would be kind of a huge shocker to the whole entire world. Um, because you know, Ronaldo can't stop playing, even though like he's showing his age, even though a lot of players love him, a lot of players hate him. He's on that brink of where does he stand? Is he the best or is he not the best?
0: Well, oh. You know, if you're going to do anything, do it like Messi and win the World Cup. I mean, come on now, just win the World Cup. (laughs) Or do it like
4: Brady and then pass and then go back, get a divorce and continue playing.
1: Well, they're saying that all these other small club leagues um, are basically retirement (laughs) leagues. So like China's league is becoming a retirement league, Saudi Arabia. They considered the MLS at one point a retirement league. Um, it mm. kind of still is. A lot of legendary players have come to the United States. Not many players from Europe, like big name stars, will come to America, even though it's like, why not? Like, But I understand. There are some other things beyond the United States and um, how they promote their uh, services for these athletes, um, especially for their youth, um, like players, kids and stuff. Uh, they make them pay to be on clubs instead of like, Allowing them to play on these like youth clubs, which is like a yeah. huge thing, and re- these retirement leagues, like, yeah, I'll give you a retirement
3: salary and of 200 million dollars. Now, granted, <laughs> well, Saudi Arabia, realize, well, yeah, that's the thing, that's why people don't realize Saudi Arabia. Fun fact, Dubai, their police force drive Lamborghinis, so yep. they're because <laughs> I, there's a lot of financial information that can't really be released there's a very good chance that there are trillionaires all throughout Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. fun fact. But I, too, that, want
2: to go retire in Saudi Arabia, and that's yeah. just everyone's dream. Uh,
0: no, I want to retire. It sounds like a very dark like hole that we could fall
2: down here, so let's just
1: not this.
2: Andrew, would you say MLS is the sixth best league in the world, though?
1: I would say yes. I would definitely say it's A very great developmental league for um, the Premier League and other big name clubs that want to send players to the United States to kind of just like dominate it. I mean, there were like 20 plus players from the MLS that were called up to the World Cup rosters, Um, yet most of them didn't get playing time, um, but they were still key factors to be brought up to play in the World Cup. So that means that either injuries well of course there was injuries that caused a lot of riddling to a lot of the rosters but a lot of players in the mls have been seen as high prospects to be brought over to these big name clubs in europe and i could see the mls being a the sixth biggest club like league in the world just because of the fact that they have so many prospects that are brought over to the european side
2: yeah, i think that's about where i put them to like they're obviously nowhere near what england and spain and oh god no not, and they're not even close to even germany and italy but like right around there like france is where it really starts getting tricky on but i do think france's league is slightly better but yeah
1: yeah six they're up is there all right yeah. yeah they're up there and they just it's just more or less how can you draw these big european stars in without oh. having them like you know. so the
0: level of competition is the hardest part. You know, you got to get a lot of them, not just one of them. Um, they are old, like Ronaldo. So, uh, any other points or comments for today? No. I don't think so. Right. Well, we appreciate everyone for coming by to stick for our message at the start of the episode today. We also appreciate you for sticking for the regularly scheduled program of our episode. We do hope to come back next week with much more positive news a much more positive start as we all look towards moving hopefully to what will be the better end of the season um, as we hope that we never have to see this again in any mm-hmm. sport football or, or nonetheless so yeah we thank you for your time steve says that any jokes about it please tell someone you love them please make sure to go be with your family because in the great words of our friend you don't know what you have till it's gone. So, everyone have a great rest of your week. Please have a great time. Enjoy this new year. Hit those goals, and we're going to keep hitting ours. We'll see you next week.